Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. It was great to be able to take a week off, but now we're diving in to talk about the governor's challenge to prevent suicide amongst service members, veterans, and their families. Joining us to talk about this very important topic today are Julie Courtright, the Health and Welfare Analyst at the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, Dr. Tamara Campbell, the Chief Mental Health Officer at VA's Vision 10, and Mary Campbell, the Suicide Prevention Coordinator at the Iron Mountain VAMC. We look forward to having more discussion and dialogue about uh, what type of resources and opportunities are out there for those who are maybe struggling with suicidal ideations, but also those resources that are available for those who want to help. You don't want to miss this show, so stick around and we'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to The Veterans Perspective. Today we're talking about the governor's challenge to prevent suicide amongst service members, veterans, and their families. It was just uh, almost two years ago where, you know, uh, we were invited to participate as a state in the governor's challenge by SAMHSA and the Department of VA. And it was really great to, to, to stand with a governor that uh, was interested in bringing this type of awareness to veterans and their families on the struggles that they deal with with suicide um, here in the state of Michigan. And surprisingly enough, not every state governor actually picked up on this challenge right away. So it was great to be asked. And we have really been doing uh, so much work towards bringing awareness to not only the issues that are uh, that our veterans and their families are facing, but also on bringing awareness to those who are not in the veteran community about how they can be of, an, of assistance. And so, as many of you have probably already heard, I, I had my own struggles with uh, suicidal ideations and struggles back in 2005 and 2006, and they didn't end just there. There, you know, uh, those thoughts have come uh, many times in the past years, but really being able to have a support system around and having the resources is what has kept me here on this earth. And so I can only imagine the struggles that some of you all are dealing with. But what I want to encourage you with is the fact that one, you have someone here in the state, a team of people who understand, but also um, you, you're, you're not alone. You, you're not alone in your thinking. And so I wanted to invite our first guest on and start that conversation with her now, um, Julie Courtright. And Julie is the health and welfare analyst with the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. She enjoys opening the lines of communication and facilitating healthcare coordination for the clients that she serves. With over 15 years in both hospital and long-term care, Julie has experience in program development, strategic implementation, and collaboration. She holds her degree from Ferris State University and a professional licensure, licensure as a nursing home administrator. She currently serves as the co-lead for the Michigan Governor's Challenge Initiative, which looks at innovative and community-based ways to end suicide in service members, veterans, and their families. Welcome to the show, Julie. 
Thank you. It's nice to be back and excited to share the great work that the Michigan team's doing within the Governor's Challenge Initiative, and in particular, our 2021 priorities. Um, so as you've mentioned, we are really working with SAMHSA along with many other state teams. And currently there's about 35 other states participating in this challenge. And Michigan's went through both a policy academy and an implementation academy. And we're looking um, forward to continuing our work with our 2021 priorities. And those priorities are, the first one is looking at increasing awareness of how and why to screen for military connectivity. And we've really been doing some extensive outreach and spreading awareness to key stakeholders, such as EMS, first responders, hospital systems, of the importance of why to screen, how to screen, along with providing information on how to make referrals to veteran uh, resources and sharing toolkits. And to encourage organizations to do this, we have developed within uh, the Michigan team, the Veteran Connector Initiative. Well, that's, you know, that's great work. And I don't want to get into all of that yet because I know we want to really, really dive into those initiatives. But I first want to to highlight that September is Suicide Prevention Month. And so I wanted to I wanted to talk to you a little bit first, Julie, about, you know, what 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 fascinates you most about the work that you're doing here in Michigan? Just the true approach to collaboration, not only with the VA, but with key partners from DHHS to uh, Michigan Department of Corrections. It's nice to see a platform where everyone's coming together with the same shared goal. And it's exciting to see us share resources and put processes together to better serve our veterans and their families. And, and you know, just really, I want to I want to talk about because that's that's important. And your role as the health and welfare analyst is so important to our agency, not just with um, the suicide prevention challenge, but just all of the things that you're doing to help raise awareness of the important health awareness, uh, th health and wellness things out there. And so I wanted to touch on one of the things that you were doing first before we really start diving into the governor's challenge. And that was you, you helped out a lot with the, um, the, the vaccine campaign. Yeah, correct. So as part of the Protect Michigan Commission, myself and another colleague from Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency really uh, worked collaboratively with our veteran stakeholders, but then also with the Michigan National Guard to set up veteran-centric uh, vaccination clinics over in Sterling Heights and up in Marquette that were open to veterans and their family members. And I, I understand you assisted in vaccinating over 500 veterans and their families across the state. Correct, we had over 500 veterans and their families and we're able to collaborate with the local VA in each location to have them on site to provide resources for health enrollment as well. What are some of the other things you're doing besides the governor's challenge? Just really partnering and spreading awareness. We're setting up a uh, veteran resource fair over in the Muskegon County with the JCs, And so we're excited for that collaboration. There's gonna be more information coming um, on the show about that and also on our Facebook Live event. Well, you know what? I'm excited that we're gonna to continue to have this conversation um, when we would come back from commercial break because it's so important that people understand that it's not just suicide prevention tools, but it's everything that we're doing that can help reduce suicidal ideations by connecting them to different types of resources. So 
I want you all to stay tuned with us. We're going to really dive in to these three areas of our suicide prevention efforts when we come back. So stick around. We'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Anetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And I was just talking with uh, Julie about uh, the governor's challenge, and then, but some of the work she's been doing as a health and wealth, welfare analyst. But I want to just start to kind of dive into the suicide, uh, uh, the governor's suicide prevention challenge a little bit. And first, just to kind of talk to you. So can you tell everyone how long you've been with the agency? I've been with the agency for about nine months and jumped right in with the Governor's Challenge initiative and have just been having a great experience collaborating with all the members on the team. Well, you know, and I would agree that you definitely jumped right in. We were we were kind of right in the we were right in the midst of we, we had some trainings before we had a team compiled together and it was kind of like, all right, Julie, I need you to take this over. And you've really hit the ground running. I think, you know, everything that we were looking for within this governor's challenge and then beyond, you've been working hard to, to push those forward. And I want to talk about some of those things, um, but, but definitely want to say I appreciate all the hard work you're doing here um, at the agency. So, you know, for those who may be wondering what the governor's suicide prevention challenge is, is this challenge to really bring together statewide resources and and partners, um, as well as some of the federal resources like um, substance abuse and mental health uh, organization, SAMHSA, as well as um, the Department of VA to kind of find these solution-based things, uh, ideas and resources and collaborations to some of the problems we're facing. And so we've identified three areas, which is really you know, asking the question, and that's not asking the question as to whether you're suicidal. It really is asking the question as to have you or your family member served, and then looking at how we can improve care transitions, and then um, what can we do around lethal means safety? Lethal means being not only just gun safety, but, you know, drugs and prescription drugs and those things. So um, we've really had our work cut out for us, right? And so I wanted to talk to you. Can you just kind of tell us a little bit, just give us some highlights on this ask the question type uh, section, this initiative and what we're doing there and how people can participate. Yeah, so definitely. So surrounding asking the question, like you said, it's have you or a member of your household served in the military? And we've really been doing a lot of outreach to organizations and to those that interact with veterans and their families, because we know not everyone's connected to all their earned benefits and really just asking them to embrace adding this question as part of their intake process. And then we've built a toolkit and I have an initiative called the Michigan Veteran Connector. Okay. And so how can people get involved with the Michigan Veteran Connector? So to become involved in the Michigan Veteran Connector, if you reach out to 1-800-MICHVET, so that's 1-800-642-438 and ask for a Veteran Connector consultation, uh, you can get into contact with myself 
and other members of Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency and the Governor's Challenge Initiative. And it's really a robust program where we sit with these organizations and it's flexible too. So we look at different ways that you can engage. Perhaps you can engage by adding that question to your intake form, or perhaps it's using like an electronic tool such as our free website banners that we've developed. We also provide education on our check on a MishVet that we have that we've deployed within the last year. We've also put together these toolkits and within these toolkits, it's free resources that you can post in your lobbies or other like high trafficked areas. We've reached out to banks that are putting them up in their drive-through windows where um, those clients can see how to connect to benefits and they have QR codes that they can scan. That's great. And so I, I wanna I wanna just um, let you know everyone listening know that you know, you don't have to be a veteran organization to participate. Actually, we're looking for those folks who aren't necessarily a veteran organizations, but that are, but that service veterans. So if you're, like you said, a bank, a realtor, a hospital system, you know, a doctor's office, a dental office, you name it. And you want to, to show that not only are you veteran friendly, but that you are trying to connect veterans to resources, you could take part in this. And so definitely reach out to us so you can find out more information. Julie is phenomenal and she can help you get connected. So thanks for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, this, this area too, about improving care transitions and what we've been doing um, to, to kind of help out and, and some of our pilot uh, things that we're doing there. Yeah, so with our work with transitions of care, we've really been working closely with Saginaw Correctional Facility and working on improving processes. We've implemented uh, virtual visits with the veteran service officers, which has been phenomenal, especially during uh, the pandemic that we've experienced over the last year. And we've been working closely with our VA partners to start offering examinations uh, by telehealth as well. That's that's great. And so, and even, you know, I love the the fact that, you know, when folks are, are potentially uh, returning back to the communities right after having served, uh, having served in prison or something like that, they can get uh, veteran designation on their license, uh, their driver's license. They can actually start getting their their benefits reinstated so that it helps with recidivism and it allows them to have served their time and continue to move on to be better citizens. So that's great work as well. And 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 finally, I want to touch on this, this uh, lethal means safety and what you've been uh, working with the team on building there and how people can get involved. Yeah, so for our legal means safety, there's been kind of a few fronts that we've been doing. We've been reaching out to gun shops and ranges and just providing information and gauging interest of those who are interested in offering gun storage. And we've also partnered with the Michigan chapter for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and have really put together a nice kit that we are now actively going out to provide uh, VA gun locks too, and then these resource uh, booklets as well. And as part of our lethal means uh, safety as well, we've partnered with DHHS and they have the naloxone leave behind program. So we have now put a veteran centric postcard into every kit in Michigan for that naloxone. And that's the medication that is given to someone in a near fatal overdose. So that kit with the medication is given to that person, their family member, and it now includes information on how to connect 
to benefits if you've served. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so important. And I we're doing great work. And I I know that um, we can continue to move that forward. And and again, with suicide prevention month being coming up in a couple weeks in September, I want to talk really quickly about the Macomb County Suicide Prevention Coalition and what that is, what what's happening there and um, how can people get involved? Yeah, so as part of the governor's challenge, we've reached out to uh, groups throughout Michigan and they're doing a kickoff uh, to Suicide Prevention Month. It's on August 27th. So we're really encouraging people to consider coming out, watching the game. It, the gates open at six and $5 of each ticket goes back to that group. And it's gonna go towards suicide prevention within Macomb County. Um, so that's just huge. And we will be providing materials within the governor's challenge of how to connect to benefits if you or a loved one has served in the military. And it's just gonna be a lot of fun and have lots of kid uh, friendly events. So if you're interested, visit the Michigan Veterans Affairs Facebook page. Uh, we shared the link to purchase tickets, or you can also call our resource service center and we can get you in contact with the box office. That's great information. Is there, you know, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners about how they can get involved, get connected, or what they can do around suicide prevention? I just would really encourage anyone listening, if you own a business or you're a community leader or a faith-based organization, we all can help uh, by doing, asking, have you served or displaying materials? So feel free to reach out and see how you can help. Well, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you for joining us and thank you for the great work that you're doing um, with the challenge. Um, if you want to learn more, again, you can reach out to our 1-800-MISHFIT. That's 1-800-642-4838. Or you can visit us at our um, michiganveterans.com page to, to, to uh, reach out and contact us as well. You definitely want to get some time to speak with Julie because she can get you squared away on how you can be a resource. So stick around. We'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to The Veterans Perspective. I wanna welcome our next guest, Dr. Tamara Campbell, the Chief Mental Health Officer from VA's Vision 10. Prior to Dr. Campbell's selection as the CMHO of Vision 10, she was detailed to the VHA Office of Community Care as the Acting Chief Medical Officer and Special Advisor to the Executive Director, Clinical Integration and Field Operation. She has also served as the Associate Chief of Staff for the Mental Health Care Line and Associate Chief of Staff for Education in Cincinnati VMAC, Ohio. Welcome to the show, Dr. Campbell. Thank you, Director Adams. And I would like to thank the state of Michigan for accepting the governor's challenge to prevent suicide among service members, veterans, and their families. This thank unique. No, thank you so much. And go ahead. And I just wanted to uh, state that this unique challenge is an intensive process and a collaboration, and you and your team swiftly developed a strong, robust team, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You know, it's really with, with the partnership of the VA and all of our state stakeholders as well that we're able to accomplish this. So really excited about what we're doing here and really want to um, congratulate you and welcome you 
to Vizentin as well as I understand uh, you were just uh, appointed to this position um, in May of this year. In May of this year. So I think this is month three and uh, it's an exciting, uh, and I can use the word adventure. So in my role, uh, I provide leadership and guidance and consultation to senior VA leaders uh, at the national, regional, and state level and local level regarding all aspects of mental health care to include programming, patient safety, compliance, staffing, quality and performance, and particularly access and quality of mental health services provided. Well, that's great. And so you you are the, the pulse of what's going on here um, in Vision 10. And so um, I think what we're doing with the governor's challenge is important. It's important work for the veterans that you serve, but it's also just a great collaboration of all of these uh, community partners. And so, I, you know, we, we keep saying Vision 10. Can you tell our listeners what that stands for? Sure. So Vision means Veterans Integrated Service Network, and 10 encompasses the states of Indiana, Ohio, and Michigan. So I'm covering three states. There are 11 medical centers across those three states and 60 CBOCs, which are community-based outpatient clinics. Within the state of Michigan, we have four medical centers in Detroit, Ann Arbor, Saginaw, and Battle Creek, and we have 17 CBOCs across the state, Six, um, three more to open uh, within the next six months. Well, that's, that's good to know where some of those places are located. And, you know, I, you know, as we're approaching Suicide Prevention Month, you know, the fact that we have to have a month is telling in and of itself. Um, I, I think, you know, I would love to hear more about, we, we hear about 22 a day, we hear about all these different things that, that people are throwing out, these statistics, but would love to hear a little bit more currently about what the VA is currently doing around suicide prevention. Absolutely. So let me just briefly uh, explain just the clinical um, concept about suicide because it's a very complicated process. And um, a person thinks about it typically over a period of time. And then at the very moment they decide to uh, act on it, it's a very impulsive act. And so what we wanna do is during those complicated processes where the brain is thinking about uh, this very dark place, we've put in place multiple interventions that impact the biological, the psychological, the sociological, and the spiritual component of an individual. Um, and we know that uh, within our uh, United States population, that suicide has increased about 47% within the last couple of months, 6.3% among the veteran population. And so it is critical that we have these important state collaborations so that we can assist our community partners in understanding our veteran population, how to help us access veterans that we haven't had um, contact with, because we also know that the majority of veterans who complete suicide have never had contact with the VA. And so we want to reach out to what we call those unique numbers, veterans who have not, we have not been in contact with, and our collaborative efforts uh, with the governor's challenge certainly help us to do that. Yeah, you, you raise a good point. It, 
it, it really is important that we are, you know, helping veterans get connected in some way, shape or form to the VA. And, you know, I'm often saying that, you know, when veterans are connected to resources in general, their, their risk of suicide and their suicidal ideations goes down. I mean, being somebody who's dealt with that myself, it was because I was not connected to a lot of different things that I felt alone and alone in dealing with those issues. And so that's what we're trying to break those barriers through the governor's challenge. And I, I think that the VA, I know the VA is trying to break those barriers as well, um, especially with the, the new addition of the community engagement and partnership coordinator within the, the visions. And so can you talk a little bit about that and how that aligns with the governor's challenge? Yes. So the um, CEPCS is, as you stated, the Community Engagement and Partnership Coordinators. Um, we have them across VA. We have about 450 actually um, suicide prevention specialists across the nation. But in terms of the Community Engagement and Partnership Coordinators, they are responsible for, we're starting with three main areas to support existing coalitions to facilitate community, regional, and state-level efforts uh, to implement evidence-informed community-based suicide prevention um, initiatives, and to bolster the public health approach with assessment, environmental scans, action plans, and research and development. Because we know that suicide now is a public health issue, and so we are approaching it from that uh, standpoint. We have uh, specifically community-based interventions for suicide prevention where we want to ID, identify service members and their families. As I mentioned, we want to go after those veterans who may not know about us, who haven't had contact with the VA. We want to promote connectedness. And if your website, your Michigan.gov website is phenomenal. If you just click on that website, you will see all information you, you need to know about veteran health care, the trainings that we offer, the other connections. We have veteran outreach. We're connecting with the legal system. That's our veteran justice outreach program so that those veterans who may have difficulties within the court system, we know who they are and we get them involved in treatment. If, if a veteran is having difficulties with housing, we have an entire homeless program across the country that we can engage them in. Um, education, we know how many veterans are in a particular county and what schools they may be involved in. And so if they're having any educational issues uh, with funding, we're able to reach out to them. So we have a whole comprehensive uh, health care and initiatives that cross many areas for veterans um, that, that we really want them to know about and to utilize. Well, I, I think all of this information is great and I appreciate your time and sharing that. I will ask you before we wrap up, Dr. Campbell, um, is you, you talked about those veterans we're trying to reach. How can someone who's maybe not connected right now with the VA uh, find out more, get in touch, uh, or at least get connected to mental health care? You can click on uh, va.gov and there's a locator that will give you the number of the closest VA or CBAC box to you. Or if you're in a crisis, or even if you're not in a crisis, you can contact 1-800-273-8255, press 1. That is our Veterans Crisis Line. And they will address whatever issue you have 
and where you need to go next. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Campbell, and for uh, coming on board and being a part of what we're doing as a collaborative team with the suicide, uh, the Governor's Suicide Challenge. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And just remember, you can always call that 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1, or you can also give us a call to get connected to resources at 1-800-MISHVET. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We're joined by our final guest today, Mary Campbell. Mary has a bachelor's degree in psychology from Northern Michigan University and a master's degree in social work from Grand Valley State University. She currently works for the Oscar G. Johnson VA Medical Center in Iron Mountain as a suicide prevention coordinator. She's been with the VA for the past three years, and she currently resides in Iron Mountain with her husband of 11 years, and they're almost three-year-old puppies. Uh, welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you very much, Director Adams, for having me. Thank you. And uh, again, I, 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 I welcome you to the show, but I also want to thank you for being one of our newer additions to our suicide uh, prevention challenge, the governor's challenge. So thank you so much for, for bringing your team and bringing your insight there. Absolutely. We're really excited being from the UP and kind of having that rural perspective to be part of um, the Michigan governor's challenge. Absolutely. And, and so you're working at the VA. You've been working for the VA for the, for the past three years. Can you tell us a little bit more about your role as a suicide prevention coordinator? Sure. So I started at the VA about three, almost four years ago, just working as a therapist. So I've been in transition to suicide prevention coordinator going on two years. So um, being that we're so rural, we're actually the most rural VAs in the whole system. So shout out to Iron Mountain. Um, we have to wear a lot of hats. There's two of us. We have two suicide prevention coordinators. Um, so we do a lot of monitoring of any of our veterans that are deemed high risk or that we're concerned about being high risk. We do a lot of support and consultation, not only with our mental health coworkers, but other um, departments. You know, we know that there's a lot of veterans that might be in crisis, might be struggling, that do not come through mental health. So that may come out in other departments. So we do a lot of education. We do a lot of training. And one of the other big things that I've been doing a lot more of is our outreach program. So really getting out to the communities to um, talk about what we do for suicide prevention and kind of share all the resources that are available to our veterans in our communities. Okay. Well, and that's, that's, that sounds great. And I, I guess I want to, I mean, I want to, I want to dive in a little bit more um, and talk about, because, you know, we've been talking on this show about the resources and even veterans and how they're they're struggling through different things and why why um, they may have some of those challenges that lead to suicide but and um, when someone reaches out to your team for help what what does that look like so if if we're to say hey listeners you know we want you to reach out to your VA uh, suicide prevention coordinators or your that team what does that look like so that can come in a lot of different ways you know we have 
um, veterans that can call and talk to mental health directly and get us that way. Um, if they're not already being seen in mental health, but they have a primary care or they have other departments that they go and see within the medical center, they can let those providers know and they can talk to us of, hey, we have this veteran struggling, they have some concerns, and we're going to reach out to them that way. It can also come through, obviously, we're talking about different resources through like consoles with the Veterans Crisis Line. If those come through, that comes right to us as suicide prevention coordinators, and we're going to make outreach calls and get them connected with the care that they need. Mary, you deal with, you deal with, uh, Maybe you're not dealing with veterans directly every single day, but you're dealing with the issues that face veterans. Do you see a, a lot of correlation between um, their need for resources and the suicidal ideations they may struggle with? Absolutely. And I think one of the things that's probably not really unique to, to the UP of Michigan, but we are very spread out and we are very rural. And so the access to a lot of resources is very slim and we have to kind of work with what we have. You know, we have some veterans that where they are living are still two hours away from the nearest community-based outpatient clinic, or they might be four hours away from the main medical facility in Iron Mountain. So it's been a big challenge. I will say for the most part, and, and COVID kind of pushed telehealth and video connection, that's been a really big piece of it to be able to connect with some of the veterans that were having trouble with transportation and being able to get to appointments. Um, again, with the rule and, and being spread out, we do have the challenge of not everyone has access to internet or good internet service that can also make telehealth a little bit more challenging, but it's definitely helped to improve being able for veterans to get more connected or their caregivers to get more connected with the resources by, by having that, since we do have a lot of people that are very spread out in our area. Yeah, you make a good point because I, I you know, I've heard from many different veterans and people in general that, you know, with all the bad that COVID has brought, that that's one of the areas that, you know, that's been a blessing in disguise is the fact that, you know, there's more access. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that some things have improved in those areas <laughs> and, and rural health, but obviously that we have a ways to go. Um, what are some of the self-help resources from the VA? And I ask this question because we're talking about veterans who may not have access, but also veterans who may not know about the access and, and also those who may not be ready to seek that access. What kind of self-help resources can they uh, receive from the VA? So one of our biggest resources and, and it's kind of throughout everything within the VA system is the Veterans Crisis Line. Um, and we use that, that resource for a lot of things and we really wanna get that resource out into the community because Regardless of if you're coming to the VA for your services, you're being seen in the community, you're new to the area, you're a caregiver, doesn't make a difference. You can utilize this resource and it's going to get you connected with Austin Suicide Prevention and we can start that process. You know, we also have veterans that we know choose not to come to the VA or for various reasons might not be able to get services at the VA. So even contact with the crisis line can help start that process. And we as suicide prevention coordinators are still going to reach out. And we're still going to help you find the community resources that are where you're at to be able to start whatever services you're looking for. So that's one of the easiest things. One of the best things I love about the crisis line is the different ways that people can access. We also know that our younger population tends to want to talk on the phone less, right? So 
Um, a great aspect is our Veterans Crisis Line. You can now text, right? You can have a text option. There's an instant chat option, which is great. Some people aren't ready to fully verbalize and talk, uh, but there's other ways to still make that connection. So I would say in all of our communities, that's one of our biggest resources that anybody can access. Yeah, and thanks for bringing that up uh, about the, the the younger veterans as well. I mean, I hear from my kids that if you if I'm calling you on the phone, that means something's wrong. So they they would rather text. <laughs> so I, I I I appreciate that, and I and I will say that I I also think that it's really important that that those folks out there remember too that you don't have to necessarily have suicidal ideations to call the crisis line. Um, I know Dr. Campbell right before you was talking about how people, you know, think about it for years sometimes before they act on impulse. And so if you're just struggling with some, some depression and some feelings of loneliness or, you know, not wanting to, 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 you know, you don't think you're, you think you're alone and you think you, you have to do this all by yourself. I think that you should reach out as well. I know that there's some apps as well out there. Can you talk really quickly about that? Absolutely. So there's, we have a lot of great apps um, since, most of us are kind of attached to our phones at some point in time. Um, so there's a couple different apps that are specific for coping and relaxation. It's called the Virtual Hope Box, and those are all free on iPhone or Android. We have a PTSD coach, which, again, helps to manage some of those PTSD symptoms. There's uh, a CBTI, so that's focused on enhancing sleep. There's, um, it's called My3, which is a safety planning and kind of support app to help if someone's struggling or feeling they're in crisis that really needs to, or maybe is not at the point of wanting to call the crisis line or reach out for help that way. Well, thank you so much. I mean, these were great resources. You've given us great information and we will make sure that we post all of this information on our Facebook page. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mary. Thank you very much, Director Adams, for having me. And again, don't forget that if you um, want to find out more information, you can reach out to the crisis line at 1-800-273-8255, press 1 or text 838255, or you can give us a call at 1-800-MISHFET. That's 1-800-642-4838. I want to thank all our guests for joining today, and I will see you all next week on The Veterans Perspective.